Welcome to Good Enough Parenting, the place where not-so-perfect parents tune in to be reminded that our kids are going to be okay, even if we don't always know what we're doing, are making a million mistakes, and trying new things. I'm Carly Aroldi, a family play therapist, childhood mental health expert, and good enough mom of two. I may be the expert in childhood mental health, but you are the expert on your kid. And by combining my practical, peaceful parenting tools with everything you already know about your child, you and your family will experience more calm, more connection, and more cooperation in your daily life. So let's throw out the idea of the perfect parent and remember that our kids just need us to be good enough. Because if you don't feel like yelling at your kids sometimes, you're not spending enough time with them. Let's jump in. Hi, good enough parents. We are about a week out from Valentine's Day, uh, a holiday which can bring up a lot of conflicting emotions. But if you are a young kid, elementary school student, it's typically a pretty fun holiday because it's filled with lots of love and joy and, you know, usually candy and all sorts of that good stuff, too. But um I've been thinking about Valentine's Day and I've been thinking a lot about love stories, mostly because there is a show on Showtime that I'm obsessed with called Couples Therapy, which is basically about a phenomenal psychoanalyst doing couples therapy, um, like a reality show. And I'll watch it at night and my husband's like, you do this all day and then you come home and watch it on TV at night. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know why. But like my brain loves these stories, loves these stories of couples. And one thing that anyone that works with couples knows is that couples have a story about what's going on in their partnership, a story about what's happening between the two of them. And part of our jobs as outside people, whether it's therapists, support friends, you know, coworkers, whoever, is to possibly help people tell a different story about themselves or tell a different story about their partnership. So when I'm working with a couple, I'll often, you know, they have really heightened emotions if they're coming to couples therapy usually. And I'll kind of say, can you tell me a little bit about the story of how you got together, the story of how you fell in love? And it's fascinating because they are pretty aligned on that story usually. And it just shifts the entire tone of their dynamic. Their bodies relax a little bit differently. They're more open with each other. They're a little more vulnerable. So when we change the stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves, about our relationships, everything else kind of changes. So how does this apply to parenting? I was like, I could do a whole big deep dive on partnership right now, but I'll save that for another day. But how does this apply to our actual parenting? So if you have a kid in your family right now that's giving you a hard time, you're telling yourself a story about that kid. It might be that they're so frustrating, they're so annoying, um, they might remind you of a relative that you're really like angry with, and so you tell your story about them. And part of our job as the parent is to actually see the child differently. There's a quote from Stuart Shanker, who is kind of like the grandfather of self-regulation and um, teaching co-regulation to parents and children, which is when you see a child differently, you see a different child. 
So how can we shift our lens for these kids that are just getting under our skin and frustrating us so much? And this also applies a lot to childcare providers and educators, educators that they're going to be those kids that just push your buttons, whether it's in your own family, whether it's in your professional work. And if we can see that child differently, as Stuart Shanker tells us, we can see a different child. So this came up recently with a family I was working with whose four-year-old was just having really intense behaviors, really intense behaviors. And so kind of came to me with the problem behaviors. So when I asked about what was happening for that child in the past few weeks, a lot of stories came out. Stories like, well, actually, grandpa just passed away a few weeks ago. Our long-term babysitter had to move on, move to a different city. The child moved up in the childcare setting, whether they moved from like a three and a half class to a four, as I can't remember what it was, but they had a whole shift in their world, right? A whole new like group of kids and teacher to learn. And so when those kind of things were shared, now the behavior makes a little bit more sense, right? So we're shifting the story from, oh my gosh, this kid is just so frustrating and annoying and a bad kid to, Ooh, look at all these stressors that are happening for this kid. Look at all the things around them that are potentially feeding into this challenging and more negative behavior. So if you are struggling with a child, can you change the story you have about them to look at them through this lens of love and our Valentine's Day theme rather than just this, you know, lens of irritation, frustration and personalization? Like, why is this kid acting this way to me? It's not really about that. It's about what's happening for the kid. So one technique that I like parents to do when I'm sensing there's this real struggle in, you know, seeing the child differently is to get a baby picture of them. Get a picture of their newborn selves or their early infancy selves and look at that picture and just remind yourself the same way I ask a couple to tell me the story of when they first fell in love. I ask the parent to kind of share with me how they first fell in love with this baby. Sometimes it can be conflicting because those first few months are not always easy, fun, or connected, right? Attachment isn't this like super glue bond that happens on day one for most people. It unfolds, but it gives us a little context of, wow, this three-year-old, four-year-old, 10-year-old was this baby at one time that I had just this full love for potentially. And so when I change that story to remember that, it now is going to shift the lens I'm seeing my, you know, annoying eight-year-old. And so looking at that baby picture helps us rewrite our story. And then I ask them every night for one to two weeks, get a piece of paper and write down five things that you appreciate about that kid. Five things that they either did that day or their way of being in the world and try to make them different because the more you appreciate, the more that appreciates. So when you're focusing on those positive qualities of the kid, you're seeing them more and more throughout the day. You have to look for them because you know you have to write them down at night. So you have to look at them throughout the day. And so as you're remembering your love story with this kid, as you're writing down things that you love about them, your energy towards them shifts and then they in turn also start to shift. And then you start to smile with them throughout the day. You start to appreciate them or you can share what you're loving about them too. That's helpful. But this is an inside job. This is a job to do internally for yourself. 
side note, this also works for partnerships or professional relationships. So if you are super freaking annoyed with your partner or your spouse, start writing some things down that you appreciate about them. This is going to be challenging. It's a little more challenging with the partner than it is with the kids sometimes. Not going to lie. But if you can focus a little bit on that, your body relaxes around them and you look for that positive stuff inside of them. Now, if you are a super creative, crafty parent that likes to um, do things that you see on Pinterest and Instagram, we are about a week out of Valentine's Day. So you can take this activity to the next level. You can level it up and you can make little cutout hearts and you can write things that you love about your kids. If you have multiple children, I would do this for all of them, not just the cranky one. And you can write down things you love about them and you can put it on their door for when they wake up in the morning for the the couple days or a week leading up to Valentine's Day. That's beautiful because it kind of keeps you in the momentum of this and also lets a kid reflect and realize, oh, these are all the things my parents are appreciating about me because I usually hear the other side of it. Now, I am not that kind of parent. I'm not a parent that's going to make crafty little hearts and stick them on my kid's door. And that's okay. Because it's about that internal work I'm doing to shift how I'm seeing them so that then they're shifting how they're going to be. But if you can level up, if you can go for the extra credit and make a heart and throw it on their door, do it. Send me some pictures. Oh my gosh, I would love to see pictures of this. I get so inspired when I see crafty parents because it's just not a gene that I inherited. So send me some pictures. You can send it to Carly Councils on Instagram or Facebook. And I hope everybody has a day full of love. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Good Enough Parenting. If you'd like to learn four simple play therapy techniques you can use at home today to create more calm in your family life, go to paceparent.com forward slash play to get a free video where I'll teach them to you. And you can always hear more from me at Carly Councils on Facebook and Instagram. And if you like what you heard today, please rate, review, subscribe, and share this episode with a friend, a sister, a spouse, any parent who could use a reminder that our kids don't need us to be perfect, just good enough. Until next time.